The show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. If you go to adamandeve.com and enter glory at checkout, that's G-L-O-R-Y at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing and free shipping. Hey, this is Mike from the unexpected shithole that is Northern Virginia, you know, right outside Washington, D.C., which is the metropolitan who the hell knows what. Um, My wife had to fight for five years to get her tubes tied in Virginia because, well, this is a shithole state. Um, Even though we never wanted kids, we will never want kids, uh, apparently the state thinks we're going to change our minds soon. Um, Thanks a lot, guys. Just uh, commenting on your uh, you can't handle the truth. Bye-bye. Hey, Tom and Cecil, uh, you guys did a thing about some evangelicals saying that there was not a scandal in the Oval Office. That's why I like Trump. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and interpret that as, uh, to them, scandal means that Trump hasn't said that it's okay for gays to exist uh, or for women to have a choice with what to do with their bodies. Uh, and to them, that means that there's been no scandal so far. Uh, so, yeah, uh, glory hole. Hey guys, uh, I was just listening to your episode which featured the new law in Arizona where women seeking abortions have to answer a questionnaire. Uh, I live next door in Colorado, um, and trust me, Arizona's a shithole, driven through it, terrible. Anyway, what they don't realize, this is the part that really irks me, I've had an abortion and I went to Planned Parenthood, and you know what Planned Parenthood does? They make you do the same thing, so they make you sit in a room with somebody who asks two questions to make sure this is your choice and that you want to do it and then they give you like a mandatory wait period so you can't get your abortion until you talk to them and then you have to wait a certain amount of time with them and answer all of these questions as well before you're allowed to get your abortion so the stupid part is they don't even realize that this is already being done they think they've made this like awesome law that's going to stop women from getting abortions, but most likely if they're going to Planned Parenthood to get any of their stuff or their education, they have to answer those questions anyway, because, um, you know, I don't know, responsible clinics ask those questions just to make sure someone's not being forced against their will or to make sure that it's the choice they want. Hey guys, keep it up. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Hey fellas, this is Connor calling from up in uh, Canada there. I was just thinking about the story about how winking is now considered blasphemous under Islam, and it occurs to me that Allah just seems like a real grumpy guy, you know? He doesn't like dancing, and he doesn't like pretty girls, and he doesn't like dogs, and he doesn't like alcohol, and he doesn't like winking, and he just seems like a big fucking killjoy, you know? I wouldn't have the guy over for dinner. I don't understand why people worship him. Anyway, love the show. Glory hole. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. 
every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 410 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we may or may not be joined this evening by an in-studio guest. We may or may not be. It may be on 411, too. It might be. It might be on 411 instead. You don't know. We don't know. This is, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to listen to both episodes. (laughs) That's what you're going to have to do. Who knows? So we might have have a guest on later. We might not. I don't know. The episode Uh, so nice. You'll have to download it twice. I think this episode is going to be waiting for wrath. Well, you don't know until you edit it and splice yeah. it all together then, and post. But I've got to say it every time. <laughs> so to hedge my bets and say this episode, we're going to have in, uh, not in studio on uh, Skype waiting for wrath. We're going to be talking about uh, the, a project that they're putting on and uh, they're going to come on and chit chat with us for a little while uh, and talk about how boring it is in like Montana or whatever. They, they are. <laughs> they're in one of the like the states are just like, I don't know, make it a square. Whatever. Just nobody care. cares where just it starts and stops. Get a surveyor and make it a square. <laughs> Let, hey, does anyone want the land next to it, above it, below it or the other no. side? No. Yeah. yeah. Make it a square. Put don't it by the other square an, state. Don't even have an interesting river. To <laughs> I want to talk real quick before we get into the episode, though, Tom. Um, yeah. Recently, uh, within our last five episodes, I want to say, we had David Silverman on, formerly of American Atheist. Yeah, formerly. Um, David Silverman was let go from American Atheist because of uh, sexual misconduct and, I guess, financial misconduct was the other thing. I thought I he got gotten clear to the financial misconduct. Did he? Okay. I, I thought, I'm not, to be entirely fair, I want to put it out there in the front. Like, I read the original article. I did I did hear about a follow-up that yeah. he was clear to the financial. Okay. I think the the sexual misconduct allegations are still pending, and so they've let yeah. him go. Yeah, I, I, and there is, uh, there's been reports. I want to say on BuzzFeed there was a message that said that you know that uh, there was two descriptions about what happened, and in both cases, uh, it's pretty clear somebody overstepped their bounds. Um, in both of those cases, and I want to say very quickly, um, and I want to get it out of the way because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I want to say. Uh, David was on our show and we asked him a question specifically about this, about atheist leaders and bad actors. And and David said, I want, I believe the victims and we need to hold those people accountable. I do not feel that because David was, uh, was a bad actor and David has misconduct now in his past I don't think his message is any less. I think his message is still valid. Whether or not the person delivering the message is, you know, somebody who clearly is a hypocrite, that doesn't make the message any less uh, important and necessary. Uh, The people at American Atheists, uh, they decided to, uh, to let him go. And I read those allegations and I agree with their decision. I see their decision and I think, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think with those two allegations, I would not want that person representing me either. And I don't, I, I never really had any relationship with David Silverman, uh, enough to say, I don't, I don't really care about what happens to him, but I will say that his message that he delivered on our show still stands, even if he himself is somebody who is sort of now a target of that message. No matter no matter how things shake out, I I think, you know, I I saw something I saw something online where somebody said, hey, you know, I had so and so on the show. Uh, they're talking about a different different pot. I had so and so on the show. What should I do? You know, should I delete the episode? Hey, you, you can't go back and and rewrite history. Yeah. Right. So you know, if if there are, 
if you have somebody on the show in good faith, and we had we've had all of our guests on in good faith, sure, right? So if you have somebody on in good faith, and then something happens after the fact that makes you question, you know, w- would we invite them on now? No, no, absolutely right? not. Of course not. Um, but I think your point is is well taken. Like the message and the messenger should be divorced from one another, and I think we don't do that often enough, right? We confuse um, very frequently. We confuse the message and the messenger. And when we do that, we can throw away valuable messages because we don't anymore like the messenger. And that's always a mistake. That is every single time that's a mistake. Yeah. You know, the quality of somebody's argument, the veracity of the argument does not change because the messenger is, you know, uh, trouble is, is problematic, yeah. right? No, no matter what it is, I'm not even yeah. getting into the specifics. It, it, I think it's important to always evaluate the message independent of the message. Sure. So, you know, the things that David Silverman said on, when he was on the show, I think were important. They were valuable. Um, it, the uh, conference that he put together, the, um, the, the pieces that he talked about putting into place to build safe spaces for people to come and to gather. Um, those are the right messages. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are still the right messages. Still there. So, you know, I, I think that was important and I'm, I'm glad that those messages got out. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to make sure that we made a statement about this because I, you know, 100%, we've said it in the past, we condemn people, any form of yeah, sexual look, harassment whatsoever. So right. there's never any question about that. You don't have to ask us whether or not we think David Silverman is, you know, is, is, is in the right or in the wrong. He's 100% in the wrong. We, we, we do not condone or we, and we actually condemn any kind of sexual harassment or sexual assault. Anybody who commits an act of sexual harassment or sexual assault. No, yeah, don't do that. No. Yeah. always be not doing and, that. And, and, and I will always not be on their side. So you don't have to ask that question, but I definitely wanted to get it out of the way that his, his message was important. And yeah. I don't want people to just say, uh, you know, cause I think what the other side is going to do, the people who don't want uh, a, uh, a sort of set of boundaries ahead of a conference will right. look to him and say, see, he's the one who set that up. And he, even he couldn't stand up to those standards, making sure that those the standards message, are no longer valuable. Those, those standards yeah. are no longer, they're not only not valuable, they're just impossible to stand up. Cause even the guy who did it, him, who set these up, who's who came on our show and made the claim to fame that he was the one who set this all up the first conference with a code of conduct. And he broke the code of conduct there. It's therefore it's impossible. No, it's not impossible. It's not impossible right. at all. I saw you know, it's, they have a really cool system in American Atheist. You put buttons on your lanyard and it's, you can talk to me, you can't talk to me. And it's one of those things like you can like, like sexually, like, you know, like you, I'm interested in, in, in meeting possibly someone meeting someone, like I'm single <clears throat> and ready to mingle or I'm not, you know, and right. like I'm not interested in that sort of thing. And you can put those right kind of like when lanyard. you go to like a, like a Brazilian like steakhouse, Brazilian steakhouse, you know, you ask for the Brazilian. It's always they, green. <laughs> I'm just saying like I, that, that thing is always flipped. To green. Oh, I thought you're Brazilian. It's always shaved. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So no, but it, but they, it's a really clever system. And I was like, you know what? That's a great system. Cause someone came up to me, I was talking, I was like, what's that button on there? And they explained it. It's a really clever system to initiate contact. If that contact is therefore like warranted. And I think it's a great idea just cause David is a bad actor. doesn't make that idea any less of a good. Can idea. you imagine being a single woman at an atheist conference with the bring me more meat button on like you would be it's sworn. the hot dog thing it's That's the hot I dog mean. it's the hot dog you picture where the woman gets hot dogs thrown in her face you like, fucking, like I, you'd be like i'm uh, trying to just okay i'm flipping this over yeah, yeah. i can't walk exactly I, can't. I would just i would always 
I'd dress, I'd dress in spikes, <laughs> like a puffer fish. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine having the, like, you kidding? <laughs> you freaking bully, you coward. I hate you. My listeners hate you. And remember that scumbag forever. <laughs> We're going to defeat this anti-human scum. We're going to wreck their world. This story is from The Hill. Parents of children who died in Sandy Hook shooting sue Alex Jones for defamation. Oh, man. I fucking love this shit. I love oh. this shit. So Alex Jones has been fucking screaming about Sandy Hook being a false flag for what? Three years? I mean, since it happened. Since it fucking happened. However yeah. many years yeah, ago yeah, it happened. Yeah, yeah. Three families um, have come forward and said, yeah, that's that's fucking great. By the way, my fucking kid is dead. Yeah. So maybe I'm not the one you want to fuck with, fatty, fat, fat. And he's the guy who, you know, him and many others that have gone out of their way to talk about the Comet Pizzagate thing. Yep. And get, a guy came to their came to the Comet Police Place with a fucking gun. Yep. So you keep talking about these people like they're, they're crisis actors and all that stuff. You keep saying that sort of thing. And they have been harassed. Yeah. Remember, we covered a story like, I don't know, nine months or a year ago about a, a woman, woman who got yeah. arrested yeah. for harassing the family of of one of the victims of the Sandy Hook shooting. It, it's, it is beyond awful. Like, these people have already experienced yeah. an, a, a, like an incredible loss. Like that a tragedy loss, like, is one thing that like so many people just can't even understand. Like a, like a, a soul-crushingly, back-breakingly difficult thing to have to go through. And have somebody mock that yeah. for money? Because, yeah. I mean, that's what this is. Absolutely. Like, Alex Jones is mocking for money. Like, And he said on here, he said, the only problem is I've watched a lot of soap operas. I've seen a lot of actors before. I know when I'm watching a movie and when I'm watching something real. Yeah, Alex, remember when you threw that fucking chair on your set? That was a soap opera. That was a fucking soap opera. Like, right? everything he does is a soap opera. Uh, yeah. You know, so this idea that he's, you know, he's, he's, he's projecting on all these other people that they're acting when he's the one. You know, that's one. interesting, yeah. right? He's like, well, I'm a liar and a fake, yeah. and I know one when I see yeah. one. Yeah. Because I'm one. Yeah. So. You know he's going to have to make a Chibani-like statement and be like, I um, uh, just want to say that those people were real and won't work though hurt and my lawyers told me to read this but you know here's the thing like when he did that with Chibani Chibani's like all right cool we're, yeah. we're cool we'll let it go if I'm one of these families I'd be like oh, that's that's an admission we'll just go ahead and use that in court yeah. by the way I want to ruin you yeah like you hurt me in the softest spot I yeah. have I I can't believe that he would be so brazen with all of this and say these things constantly over and over again. And, you know, it's, it's, this is not one of those things that he can fall back on. And remember when he did the Chibani thing and he fell back and said, you know, I was just reporting what other news agencies yeah, said. No, and he no said the way. same thing yeah. about Pizzagate. He's like, right. I'm just reporting what other people, he backed away real hard from Pizzagate right. when that happened. I'll tell you what, this isn't something you can back away from because you've been leading the charge and there's a whole supercut I saw today that was on Twitter. Seven minutes of him in different portions talking about how they were liars. And he's like, I didn't believe it at first, but that's that's not true. It didn't happen. On and on and on and on. He's going to, I think, you know, if, I, I, I'm sure the, the, the interesting law part of this has to do with whether or not this is defamation and whether or not he's going to actually be. Yeah, I don't know, you know how that works. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about yeah. law talking. I don't either. You know? so, I, and yeah. I don't want to pretend that I, I do. I don't either, yeah. But I can say that, like, what I hope, and it's just a hope, you know, like, it doesn't fucking any, hope yeah, in one exactly, hand, shit in the exactly, other, right? Yeah. My hope is that this ruins him. 
just fucking financially destroys Alex Jones. And I hope it ruins him forever. Yeah. What I, what I, and when I say that, like, I want to be very clear about what I mean. I hope he never, ever, ever recovers. I hope he works as a fucking used car salesman for the rest of his fucking days, which are, in my humble estimation, going to be short because of the steroid yeah. use, you know, and then garnished wages until he dies. Because, right? because genuinely, this isn't this. Yeah. I mean, this is a it is an inexcusably mean spirited thing to do. Yeah. And there's no way. And this is the great thing about not being Christian, right? Like, I don't think he should be forgiven ever for hurting people that hurt. Right. It's, How, no, it's nobody else's it's nobody else's place except for those people who've been hurt to decide whether they're forgiven or not. Yeah, right. So, yeah. But like as somebody out, out on the outside, it's like you're a person who hurts people that hurt. That makes you the worst. Like you're just like in a category. It's called the worst. And it's like that one column. And in it right now, there may be other people, but there's certainly you. Yeah. Like you're in that category yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. the worst. Yeah. I hope they fucking ruin this guy. You know, I, I, uh, it's not far fetched because the, the the lawsuits are in the millions already, and there's Good. several several different people. And I can't imagine while he is, you know, I'm sure he's worth some millions. He's not worth that much. They may have to dismantle the entire network. Too. Oh, that would be amazing. So um, that would be amazing. But Alex, Alex is going to be Alex is going to be uh, embattled for a long time about this. You know, I don't know how long they're going to be able to delay and all that stuff. You know how fucking I know. the law is all stupid. I know. Takes forever. Takes forever. Can to we get just get done. back to trial by combat? <laughs> Although Alex, Alex Jones, Jones would love that. Although Alex Jones, you'd have to get a ringer. You'd have to be like, <laughs> you'd have to be like, okay, I brought, you know, you got to get your champion, yeah, right? You got to yeah. bring in like Chuck Liddell or something. I got the, I got the Rock. <laughs> just shows up. He's like everybody's ringer. Get the mountain from the <laughs> Game of Thrones, right? I don't know exactly what it is or what it's doing, but this is not human intelligence. Okay, it's not human intelligence. Oh, this is. This story is everything to me right this now. Story this story is, so is from funny. Right Wing Watch. It's Alex Jones. Alex Jones claims attractive women tried to date him in high school to convert him to Satanism. This story is everything. I saw this this week yeah. and I was like, I was so fucking erect. Yeah. I could not. I was, I was like, giddy. Oh, I was this giddy. Is beautiful. All right. So this is Alex from his show Infowars. You know, when I was growing up in Rockwall, Texas, the, at that time, the richest county in Texas a bedroom community of Dallas. And every time I thought some hot 17 year old, when I was like 13 or 14 really wanted to date me. <laughs> oh, so much already. Yeah. 16 seconds, yeah. 16 seconds. Is, is he really, is he really telling us Tom stories about his middle school dating life and how awesome it was? The idea that he's going to be telling us this one time at camp, I banged a girl from <laughs> like Niagara Falls is the very best because that's what it is. It's a Niagara Falls story. I know, but it's a band camp story, but it's even better because like it's, he even paints himself in a shitty light. He's like, look, man, these girls wanted to date me. I don't know why they wanted to do that either. <laughs> like he also can't figure it out. Yeah. He made up a story yeah. that is improbable and it, it and he basically highlights the improbability of attractive women wanting to date him and ascribing supernatural influences as the only thing that could account for this bizarre <laughs> phenomenon. How weird would it be if you sat down and talked to somebody and they were like, Let me tell you about this time in high school where I was really cool? <laughs> <laughs> you just be like, I gotta go. Dude, I, I, I sat in on a meeting. In the oven. I sat in on a meeting with a guy who's got to be late fifties, early sixties. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. 
And I look over and he's got his high school class ring. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, did you throw the big football catch thing or whatever? Like, are you a some Justin's, kind of. Justin's talked him into a, uh-huh. a, a ring. It was a happened. high school class ring. That is a. Be, that, is, that, is a, that is a man nearing retirement age. Wow. And he's like, you know, you when know I woke what? up this morning and I put you. this suit on. <laughs> chose this ring. This is the ring. This is the one. He doesn't have his wedding ring on. But he didn't. Got- <laughs> he didn't have a wedding ring on. Probably because his fucking 17-year-old girlfriend from back in the day. <laughs> you know, I once dated a girl <laughs> with a vagina. <laughs> I mean, I never saw it, but I, uh, she said she had yeah. one. I just, her hair was long. And I drive out to some big old mansion of theirs. And I mean, real mansions, helicopter pads, private landing fields, you name he it. He would drive out when he was 13 or 14. Said, How are you driving out there? What are you taking your scooter? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Jones. Alex Jones has like those knickers on, those onesie knickers. <laughs> <laughs> and his little shoes and he's pushing what it down the it? road. That's amazing balls. Or drive out to the mansions. At the third or fourth time I'd been with them, they'd tell me, by the way, we worship this God and we want you to come to this event. We want you to engage in this activity because Lucifer's really God. <laughs> Wait, what did this happen to him? Hold on a minute. It's, this is amazing oh, because he said every time as if this was like a yeah, common like constantly, constantly. We're like constantly all the 17-year-old girls say like they turn like 16, like 15, they have their quinceanera <laughs> and then like 17, they have their like Lucifanera <laughs> or some shit. What the fuck? That's oh, a- you got Beelzebub. Oh, uh, whatever. Happens to all the girls around I love here. the idea that they'll be like, like after the fourth meeting, they're like, you're cool enough to tell you about the Lucifer thing. <laughs> like, what is, how does that work? Like, cause I'm not a fucking 13 year old boy anymore. Like, are you yeah. fucking by the third date? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I don't think so. I think maybe you're, you've, you've tweaked a booby. <laughs> all right. Okay. Third all date. Right. So, 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 so the 17 year old's like, all right, I'll let you, you've moved past the cheek. I'll let you kissing a little tongue and you've tweaked the booby. All right. So you're, you're, we've got the headlights on all the 13 year olds. Now they're on Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I told people those stories when I first got on air 20 years ago and they were like, bullshit. Really? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, do you know that you sound really pathetic? This really happened to you. Here's the thing. Even if it were true, think about how pathetic this makes. I know. God. Like You're still I, talking about it years and years if later. If this were true, this should be your secret, secret shame. <laughs> Make this your secret shame. And it, it kind of sounded a little bit hokey, but 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 now you see it all with the mainstream media. And there's a spiritual component to this. It's not a power trip. They knew interdimensionally. <laughs> you know, I don't like a superficial girl that only uh, thinks about things one dimensionally. Uh, I like him to think outside of the Schrodinger's cube. I only want- <laughs> I like a good interdimensional thought. That's uh, oh, just, they were they were really thinking interdimensionally about that one. Oh fuck, that's impressively impossible. Doesn't because believe me, they weren't trying to get the average person to go do that. Everybody thought like. Why are you dating the head cheerleader, or the head senior, when you're a freshman in high school? Is there a head senior? There's a head senior. Does that senior give head? <laughs> no, he's clearly dating the valedictorian cheerleader, Tom. Oh yeah, come on now. Like, like I like. Did they name the like? Oh, you're the head senior. So 
There's a lot of responsibility that comes with this position. You have to you have to become satanic and date 13-year-old boys. Here's a garden host. Here's a golf ball. Tell me when you're done. <laughs> well, because, you know, she was driving me out there in her $100,000 Mercedes, and that was 30-something years ago. I thought you were driving. This story is getting more complicated as we I, go along. I don't understand yeah. this story at all. So, you know, Judge Judy says, if you tell the truth, you don't have to love a long memory. And I think... <laughs> Right now, you're already messing up your own story. And again, I, I just want to point out again, that like he's saying, like, when I told this story, people were like, why did this happen to you? They're like looking at him like, wait a minute. Wait, can we rewind to the part where a hot chick wanted to see you? You're like a box with a head. <laughs> <laughs> you're like one of those. You're like one of those clothing boxes. They drop clothes. Right. <laughs> Like a wardrobe with a, box, with a, a pumpkin someone set on top of it. Driving me out there in her 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 hundred thousand dollar Mercedes, that'd be a three hundred thousand dollar Maybach today. To try to why get, did it change brands? I don't know. I don't know. It just okay. Get me into the cult, and then I was about sixteen and got taken by a girl out to the lake and this big vineyard. It was way out in Hunt, way way out outside Dallas, and I saw these police cars pulling up, and people getting out and saying, "We're gonna have a bonfire, Alex. Don't be scared." And, Started to see why, it. why would you be, why would they say that? Why would they say, we're going to have a bonfire, don't be scared? Maybe he's 16 like, and the, afraid of fire. Was he Frankenstein's monster? That's the weirdest thing anybody's <laughs> ever said in a sentence <laughs> to anyone. So, so, so a 16 year old girl drives him. So we don't know how, no, he's 16. So how old are the girls now? Are they still 17? No, he's 16. I guess they're probably a little older at this point. So are they they're still 19? Okay. <laughs> and they're still driving him places? I guess so at 16. Man, he's yeah. fucking killing it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uber back then was killer. So she's driving him out to the lake, which is also a vineyard. Mm -hmm. And then the police show up to have a, bon a scary bonfire. To have a scary bonfire. Yep. Okay. And people putting black hoods on. These weren't KKK hoods. These were black hoods. And I remember. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't like, they weren't the good kind of hood. They were black hoods. <laughs> oh, Jesus, they were black hats. <laughs> Saying, oh my God. She's like, don't be scared. And I said, I'm not scared. I'm not part of this. And walking back on the road at about five miles later, didn't have cell phones back then. I had like 10 miles to walk back. Police came and got me and said, boy, you've been drinking. We're taking you to jail. And then my family lawyer called my dad and they said, Dr. Jones, you need to leave Dallas or your son's going to be found dead hanging in a jail cell. Yeah, none of that happened. Because yeah, lawyers, what they do is warn you that, you know, because what, what are you, a mob boss? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm never, like, have you ever had a conversation? Lawyers are the most boring people in the universe. <laughs> like, no lawyer has ever said that to anyone no. in the world. No. It, also, like, if the police are in a place where they're murdering people, then why would they not just murder people? Like I am always amused when it's like, well, you know, if I didn't leave, these murderers would have murdered me. Murderers would just murder you. They don't give you a, <laughs> they don't wait until the police give them. Like, just, okay. okay. Is it okay to murder? I'm a murderer. And as a murder, but I am a, is it the purge day yet? I'm I punctual. It, I, I only murdered three. The, I yeah. want to do it on the purge day. And you know, like the, the best part about the story is how many different lies he has to tell while he's telling the story to get his point across. I, and I, I still am not sure, quite sure what the point is, but what do you think any part of this is true? Like, has he ever been to a lake, for example? <laughs> you know, he has he ever spoken to a lawyer? Like, I'm doubting the veracity. I'm going to say he's spoken to lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> now, later, the last laugh happened with the sheriff and others got busted for narcotics. And Texas Monthly did a story about it and didn't believe me and actually went back and asked people. And they said, no, that actually went on. 
Now, look how crazy that was 30 plus years ago. I'm 44. So I was about 13, 14 when all that started. And look what we've done against the globalists. Look at Bohemian Grove. Look at it all. All of us are being called towards a quickening. <laughs> is this the Highlander mm. now? <laughs> hey, it's the Highlander. There's going to be a guy with a samurai sword. <laughs> Just lopping from heads. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you have a claymore? Those are heavy. Look, I'm not carrying one of those I'm around. I'm a Spanish guy who went to the Orient. China to get a samurai sword. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> they, okay, he was, what, did and he say that I am the Kurgan and I have a put to, like, remember the, the snappy sword he had? He had no. the, don't what? you remember the first Highlander? Do you remember the first Highlander? I don't. Long I remember the, ago? yeah, I remember so, the second one because heads just fell the, off the of Kurgan, people. The Kurgan, who was the evil guy in that. Okay. Um, he's the one who had the, he had, he had the safety pins in his neck. I don't know if you remember the, he's a character. He's a, I don't even remember this at all. I think it was the bully from one of those old timey movies too. Like was a, it the like, Gooch from different I don't strokes? Know, he's something like that. <laughs> anyway, this dude is like, he's got a, a sword in that movie. This is the funniest shit ever. It's a broadsword that okay. he carries in a briefcase. He opens, <laughs> it sounds the best. This is the best. Okay. He opens the briefcase and it's in pieces. And he Wait, takes the, the sword handle. Is in pieces? He takes the handle and he puts it there and then he starts taking pieces of the broadsword and they snap together. <laughs> And then he's got a snap to kill the broadsword. <laughs> then he fights the final <laughs> That story is more believable than anything else Jones has said. <laughs> he's got a, he's I, got a snap type What did he buy him from Ikea? Does it have cam locks and doll rods? <laughs> it's literally like a snap. It's like, it's like... It's the dumbest sword you've ever seen in your entire life. Like I saw when I was like, when I was 10 and I had a boner about swords, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And we're either going to resonate with the dark satanic force or the force no, of life. What is that? We're going to resonate with the round thing. Of, nothing can I hear the whole thing about the quickening and the oh, dark God, forces one go. more Let's time? Let's try it all here. Against the globalists, look at Bohemian Grove, look at it all. All of us are being called towards a quickening. Don't know what that means. And we're either going to resonate with the dark satanic force or the force of life. Mm -hmm. We're going to resonate with the roundup and the genetic engineering and the nuclear war. We're going to resonate with happy green fields and butterflies and our children. Wait, those are our options? Wait a minute. Nuclear <laughs> war or <laughs> butterflies? Nuclear war or your children. I'll choose the war. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met my kids? Are you kidding me? Any the, kids. Fuck the fucking it. house would be cleaner if a bomb fuck went it. off inside it. it. And the strongest people out there don't choose the evil. They're strong enough to bucket. And to go through it. And I don't tell you that story to sit there and impress you. <laughs> but, but, but I do want to point out, I was banging a 17 year <laughs> Before I had pubic hair. When I was 13. <laughs> they liked the boys smooth back then. <laughs> I don't tell. You could not tell a less impressive story. Uh, like, yeah. I don't tell that story to impress you. <laughs> well, I couldn't imagine a world where that would, would have done the trick. I think I would have been more impressed. With you failing to flip an omelet, story. <laughs> like that would be a more impressive. Like, yeah, so I just decided to make scrambled eggs with bacon and cheese <laughs> instead of making an omelet because I just like every time well, I put yeah, it over to the side, I tried to pull it up, and I'm using one of those nonstick pans. It got a little stuck in there, and I tried to shove it off to the side, but you know, and sometimes, <laughs> and so I just decided, you know what, fuck, it, I'm just gonna stir it up. So I just stirred it up with a spatula. Because I'll be honest with you, I love women, and they were great pieces of ass. <laughs> Oh my what, God! What 13-year-old boy is banging away? Like, you love those stories. And you're like, yeah, I lost my virginity at nine. <laughs>
They were a great piece of ass. It well, was a, it was an innie back then. <laughs> I'm just glad innie. he's keeping it classy. Oh yeah. You know, that's yeah. one thing we, we almost, we almost walked away from this story a handful of seconds early. I just yeah. want to say I'm like, glad. I'm, I'm glad so we glad. waited. I'm glad there we, we waited. Alex didn't wait, but they were great pieces of ass. <laughs> Amazing. But they weren't there to get me because they thought I was good looking. Because <laughs> no, I wasn't. You Let me tell you. Because you look like Chunk from fucking Goonies, man. Can you imagine? Like, like look at how ugly he is now. Can you imagine his awkward you face? Know he used to make his belly talk. You know he did. <laughs> just drew the. Oh. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. I love this story. This is from Newsweek. Newsweek is fucking killing it these days. They're just, they're not fucking around. Uh, Trump is so angry about Mueller. He mostly just sits. He's mostly just eats and watches TV. I don't know if this is true. I have no idea if this is true at all, but I still kind of love the idea that like, we're even writing stories with any seriousness about our president where he's like in such a bad mood. He's just like, fine, fuck it. I'm just going to put these, I'm going to have this Ben and Jerry's. I don't care. You watch. Guys, my, I'm gonna watch my shows. Yeah. I wonder if he like sits around and his wife beat her, beat her and he asked Melania to get him a beer. Right? He's like, hey, give me a beer. I'm just gonna sit around and watch Rick and Morty yeah. all day. Fuck just, all you guys. Tell you, you know, if he's asking Melania to get him a beer, it would be so much better if Archie Bunker was the president. <laughs> Is Archie Bunker not the president well, right now? I think you know. You go back and watch some of those Archie Bunker stuff. Yeah, he's a racist. Yeah, he's kind of shitty. But I think once in a while, he kind of has a heart of gold. And so, like, at least there's once in a while he's redeemable as a person. Oh, my God. Think about what's being said right now. There's a His boy. son is fucking meathead. Like, his right? son is it's, fucking it's a meathead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He's got a ditzy daughter. I was listening to Fire and Fury. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay, yeah, by it's the way. Right. Yeah, Did you listen yeah, to I it? I listened to it, yeah. yeah. Did you get through the whole thing? Not the whole thing yet. No. How about know, third or... Yeah. You know, one thing that was said that I that I heard... Um, that I thought I did think was interesting. It's and it it's it struck me as that it feels generally true, and I, I it's as far as I'll go with it, right? So I, I don't want to, but you know, it, it's like you know he's talking about how Trump's always been wealthy, very very wealthy, came from a very very wealthy family, and like when you are that wealthy, the world kind of revolves around you, and and you have like you set your schedule and you become this sort of like ultimate creature of habit because you get all of your whims whenever you want to get them. And I was thinking about it and it's like, you know, in, in my life in your life in regular people's lives, like we're always changing and adapting to the world. Sure. But when you have, when you have this level of resources, you don't have to change or adapt to the world. You can, you are, you are by and large able to move the world around you. You know, you can, you're going to eat when you want to eat. You're going to go where you want to go. You're like the, sure. the world is going to cater to you like it does to a toddler. Like it does to an actual, like a little kid yeah. is on a schedule. Yeah. And I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, is there something about like extreme wealth that should disqualify somebody from office? Because it almost seems like at a certain level, it disqualifies you from participation in the real world. And I don't know how well I believe that. I don't know that I do. It just struck me as, as an interesting thing to think about. Is like, is there a point where, where, where you're so wealthy, you're no longer adapting to the world. The world is adapting to you and your, your conception of how things work is just wrong. It's just how it works for you and, and, and not, not 
almost anybody else. I don't know if you remember when McCain was talking about, you know, do you think, you know, people, people are going to want, you know, $50,000 just for picking plants or something. I don't know if you remember, there was something. Yeah. Said yeah. Right. That made him seem so out of touch with reality. Yeah. Like it just felt like super out of touch. And I recognize that there's many of these people who say things that seems very out of touch. It feels like they're not, they're not living the American experience like many other people are. You know, I spent my almost my entire life living paycheck to paycheck. Right. You know what I mean? Like my adult life and my young life, like paycheck to paycheck was just how I lived. Like you just expected that money to come in and there was never any savings, never any cushion, never any any ability to fall back on anything right. else. It was always just like, this has got to work. Yeah. This has got to work for me. And I feel like many times when I hear somebody talk about, you know, um, the shitty people on welfare or how people are, you know, um, you know, taking advantage of the government and they're just sitting on the dole and they're not doing anything and whatever. However, they're sort of treating those people. I feel like when people say that sort of thing, they've never had to experience that for themselves. Yeah, they right. don't know yeah. what that feels like. They don't know what it feels like to eat government cheese. They don't know what it's like to drink powdered milk because their family can't afford it. And they don't know what that feels like. So they just, um, they just, and the end, They've also been, I think, probably pretty privileged in their life so that they haven't had to have any hardships. Feel like, you know, you get somebody who's had some hardships in their life. They have a little bit of empathy for the little guy, for the, you know, and that, and the, let's be real honest. The little guy is a majority of America. It's almost everybody. It's almost, it's everybody. almost everybody. The, the very small, yeah. slim amount of people that live on that uh, immense amount of wealth that we're talking about here that, you know, most people do live paycheck to paycheck. They don't fucking, they don't live right in a set in a way where they're just like, yeah, I've got a whole year's salary saved up just in case something goes wrong or whatever. Nobody does that. People don't do that. When we're being governed, yeah, I feel like we're being governed by a a group of people who, by and large, see the American experience as a thought experiment. They don't have a connection to it. Yeah. So it's it's a thought experiment about, like, who people are and how they live and, like, what they need. And, like, if you are so divorced from the reality of how people scrape by week to week to week to week... Like your ability to connect is just fucking minimal. 14%. Oh, this is according to Huffington Post article from 19, from 2014, right? So a couple years ago, four years ago, according to a, uh, 2014 article, more than 45 million people or 14.5% of all Americans live below the poverty line in that last year. So they're talking about the census stuff that came out. Um, what is the poverty line? Like dollars wise. <gasps> Holy fuck. Yeah. So just, just as a point of reference, the federal poverty level for an individual, $12,140 a year. $1,000 a month. That's pre-tax. I, they're probably not going to, they are getting taxes taken out, but they're probably not getting much taken out, but still. For a family of two, 16460 Yeah. For a family of two. For a family of three, 20780 for a family of four, $25,100. going up in increments of about $4,000. It's $4,000 all the way up, I think. I want to say it's $4,000. Oh, my God. $4,200. So, okay. so, you know, what's crazy to think about, Cecil, is let's say you're a fucking family of four making thirty grand. Yeah. You're not on the poverty line. But that is desperate, dire times, man. 30, yeah, grand, 30 grand to raise grand. four people? Yeah. Well, depending on where you live. You know, like we are... We are 
we live in an area where it's pretty expensive to live. Like Chicagoland area is not cheap to live in. You know, you could feasibly be living somewhere where it's much cheaper to live, you know, like, you know, very rural areas, parts of the country, probably right. a yeah. lot cheaper to live, well, but still, that's shit, still that's, very, very, very that's little money. Very little breathing room, yeah. man. Like, yeah, it, no, like there's nothing absolutely, there. Absolutely. There's nothing there. Yeah. Like just to, just to pay the electric bill and feed people and like yeah. house them and yeah. like transport yourself to and from work. How the fuck are you supposed to do that on less than, cause that's, you know, you're still paying. Like, what do you take home? You yeah. take home $1,200 every two weeks, $1,300 every two weeks. If you don't pay any taxes or benefits or medical benefits or saving for retirement, if you just take the cash. Yeah. If you just cash out every time. And don't pay any, and nobody gets medical benefits. You know you're going to, you got to pay part of that social security no matter what. But you're even not going to get away with that. that. That's the thing is so your take home, it, let's say you take, let's say you're 30 grand, you have a family of four, you're paying social security and you have health insurance because, I mean, fuck, what if you don't have health insurance? Yeah. Without health insurance at 30 grand a year. That's so, one doctor's visit. But like, so like I have health insurance, I have a good company, right? So like, but my health insurance is $500 out of my check every month. So I'm, that's, that's, that's what comes out of my check. Sure. So I'm starting with like $2,400. I pay social security. Then I pay another five grand. I'm not taking home 2,400. I'm taking home 18 yeah. on the generous side. Yeah. Let's say your rent is super fucking cheap, super fucking cheap. And it's $700 a month. You got nothing. Yeah. You got, how do you, how are you eating food and paying for the gas and the electric and all the little, you would have to have every moment of your life budgeted out and you would have to be getting assistance. I think, I think no matter what you're getting some and that's assistance. Not the po and I and took that's it, not the poverty. I added five yeah, grand absolutely. to the poverty line. That was the point of that. Like, I think, I think you're getting some assistance at that point. You have to. And we're talking about 15% of people at this level. Yeah. So what's the percentage of people that are in that the are fucking, near, oh shit level. Near level. Right. That are near it, but not on it. You know, when you start right. looking at that, you know, near the poverty line, how, how much, you know, if you, if you did a, an error bar on it, right, right. that's like five or six grand above or below, you know, like what's above a little bit, five or six grand above, you're still kind of in the poverty line. You know I mean? You're still, you're hovering around it. Right. You know, you're not officially there, but you're certainly living it. I, you're living. And, and, and again, like the, to the original point, we are being governed by people who by and large cannot conceive of this existence is anything other than a thought experiment. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, you know, when they talk about, he's just sitting around, he's eating, he's watching TV. I wonder if they're like, you know, when they do the autopsy, if they're just going to find like half a hot dog in one of his veins, <laughs> just, like, just like, no, that's what did it. It was the hot dog near his heart. His, his heart valve got lodged on a hot dog. So weird. He's got a lung full of cherry Garcia. That's you wouldn't think. His, I just want to say, I've never seen a guy whose spleen was actually a piece of chocolate cake. Like it was just like, like a floating piece, a three layer chocolate cake. Can you imagine if this was true? And he's just like, he's just fucking binge eating angrily, eating just like feelings, like, just <laughs> watching like fucking marathoning oranges, the new black and like, you know, fuck you guys. But he's not though, you know, cause it, it, he's, he's obsessed about himself. And he so he constantly is watching watching the news right. to hear about him and he and he's only watching things that reinforce his opinion about how great he is and never watching any criticism. Well, I, I read an analysis not that long ago. I'm, I'm trying to remember where I read it that that like watch it was it compared what's on TV during his peak tweeting times. And so like when Fox and Friends is on, he tweets a fucking shitstorm during Fox and Friends 
and he parrots lines directly from Fox. Absolutely. Yeah. He hears it and he's like, that's a good one. Right. And so he'll direct quote in his tweets, Fox and friends shit. Like we're, we're being governed by Fox and friends. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're the guys. It's It's a a show called Fox and friends. It sounds like a kindergarten show. It sounds like, it sounds like something Mr. Rogers would cut to. So Tom, let's take a few seconds to talk about our sponsor, our wonderful sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's springtime. It is. And this is normally when you impregnate people. Isn't that, isn't that how this works? Well, it, you can. Or is this when you give birth? When is it? I don't know, man. I All I know is it's always time to practice. <laughs> right. You know, you want to you make sure, you want to make sure when you step up to the, to the plate, you're ready to think about baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't always hit a home run, but I go down swinging every time. I'm just saying. I'm bad at sex, but if you'd like to get better at yeah. sex, if you're also bad at sex and you'd like to get better, you can go to adamandeve.com and you can buy things with batteries. And those are always good. Those Very are, consistent. They're way better than you. It's yeah. going to be way better than you are. You are yeah. not a thousand yeah, RPS, that's... right? Like, I don't care. No uh, matter what you do. I'm so good at it. Yeah. I can do this thing yeah. with my fingers or whatever and you look, do. You do probably produce your own juices, but they're almost certainly not as good as the juices you can get <laughs> right? at adamandeve.com. The long lasting yeah. and deliciously available. Yeah. <laughs> But if you go to adamandeve.com and you enter Gloria at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. So go there now. All right, this story is also from Right Wing Watch. Alex Jones had a weekend meltdown after Trump announced Syria airstrikes. So um, in case anybody doesn't know, uh, the Syrians gas their own people like they do, Yeah, you know? And uh, Trump, you know... Allegedly. Yeah, we'll come the (laughs) fuck out with that shit, right? the fucking videos of the kids uh, yeah. and it's like Allegedly, oh, you know. it was a false flag, false flag right <laughs> so don't sue me siri you're gonna get you're gonna get fucking deposed like oh uh, man i gotta go to syria damn it ah uh, the worst so trump's trump launched a bunch of missiles he again. did you know he like did. that's his thing like you know there. you shoot missiles at your people i'll shoot missiles at, at you you and then we'll have a missile for missile fight you had an interesting point earlier, and I don't want to. I just want to touch on it briefly. Yeah. But you know, you had an interesting point about chemical weapons and how that's a red line. You had said, you know, dying from a bomb is just as horrible. Yeah, Haley and I were talking about this like after it happened because initially my reaction was like, you know, I, th- I feel I feel a little torn. I, I was like, you know, I'm kind of pro. Should there be an international red line? Should there be? And I, and and I think you know the international red line has always been this WMD line. That we've been fed, right? Weapons of mass destruction. There's three categories. It's nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons. And I think that there's a really strong case for nuclear, right? Sure, yeah. Anybody who argues that case is just an idiot and I won't entertain it. I think the same can be said for biological, biological weapons, right? Yeah. You know, and the reasons for that are, are yeah. numerous and obvious. But you know, like, and I'm not, I'm not condoning it by any stretch of the imagination, but when I've seen the, the use of uh, chemical weapons, and then I, I see the aftermath of this. And, and we, Haley and I were talking. She's like, you know, you, you see these kids are like blown off legs and melted faces from a regular bomb. Why is that any different? And I was like, you know, that's a fucking really good point. And I got to thinking about it and we got to talking about it. And I was like, I don't know that it's any different. You know, like, why, why do we have this category of evil shit? And we say, oh, that's evil. But this other category of shit which let's be honest is just as evil. Regular sure. ordinances, barrel bombs. Sure. Yeah. Like we're okay with that. Yeah. That's not a red line. Yeah. I, either there's a red line called you fucking killed your civilians and we just won't allow it. Yeah. Or 
You don't have one. This idea that we have a red line called you killed your civilians and you did it like a duty head. I'd be interested to hear if anybody has any counterpoints to that. I'm sure yeah. we'll get some. But I, I would I'm, like I'm, to. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what, what yeah. the counterpoints to that'll be. This is Alex Jones, though. He's very upset that Trump uh, launched, broke his some, heart, launched some airstrikes. Trump orders strikes in Syria, claims proof of gas attack, blast in capital. Syria launches counterattack. Syria abruptly ends segment when former head of British Armed Forces. Quite Syria didn't end the segment. Sky News ended the segment. <laughs> you can't even read. This is the mission. Yeah, because he loves his freaking kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that, like, if you don't agree with Alex Jones, you don't love your kids. Yeah. Right? No, Isn't I that think, implicit no, in there? I think he's saying, I think, I don't know, maybe. Maybe you're right. Because it, right. it was part of his last argument from the last story we did where it's like, on the one side, you got nuclear war and Satanists. <laughs> yes, and on the true. other side, you got nuclear people war. who love their kids and puppy dogs puppy or whatever. Dogs. You have chemical weapons on one side and barrel bombs on the other. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I just had my best girlfriend break up with me. I'm in the, in the left. <laughs> Your best girlfriend? <laughs> that one's the best one. Oh, I have like 65 girlfriends, but the best one. The best. You're, honey, you're the best one. And Trump's just like, I, please stop calling me, honey. <laughs> Alex, this is weird. I will wear the wig. Though. <laughs> oh, man, Jones, this ain't funny, man. Go back to the video. Go back to the audio. <laughs> it's so funny with oh, his fake, so his fucking alligator tears he's so working funny. up right now. Crocodile. Crocodile tears? Is it alligator tears? Alex America's tears? alligator. Alex, Alex tears? <laughs> Alex gator God, tears? God. But they can break anybody. Fox News has it live, MSNBC. Oh, and I'm going to try to cover some of this news, but I, I'm i not being a drama queen here. But oh, I think you are. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> being a drama queen with the drama and also... The reference to my remember, best girlfriend. Do you remember when the Stooges used to snore? They'd be like, <laughs> that's what he sounds, sounds like, like to it. me. He sounds like a Stooge snoring. like <laughs> Or a little bit like Beaker. <laughs> I was basically told by the Democratic Party, and it wasn't even done officially. They were just like, you know, stop supporting Trump. And Wait, hold on. You were told officially by the Democratic Party because he said it wasn't not unofficial. Right, yeah, right, yeah, it wasn't not unofficial. I don't, I don't hold on, I'm going to need a few minutes yeah. with that. I don't know, maybe it I'm misremembering not, what so he said. It was I thought he said something not, like that. But so they, they sent you unofficial letterhead. Just the words, Dear Alex Jones, stop supporting Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, so hold on, we're getting a call. Oh, it's the Democratic yeah, Party on want, the phone. Oh, okay. They, they wanted us to stop supporting Alex Jones, oh, okay. actually. Right, yeah. So weird. Stop making fun of Alex Jones snoring. It's the opposite of what my ex-wife says. She says, you know, oh, the system took the kids away from me. No, you got the kids back because who I was part of the time. Wait, who I Wait. was part of the time? Wait, can I have that whole thing over again I about think, his ex-wife? Is he talking about... He's talking about the fact that, like, his ex-wife sued ads for on custody. Craigslist? What's going on? You here? know, stop supporting Trump and... It's the opposite of what my ex-wife says. She says, you know, oh, the system took the kids away from me. No, you got the kids back because of who I was part of the time. And then they sit there and they're like, you know, if you just turn against Trump, things will be better. But he was doing... What did the ex-wife anecdote have to do with this? I don't know exactly. I don't even understand the anecdote. I'm not sure what happened in that story. He really did veer off just to tell you that his wife stole his kids from who he was part of the time. I love the idea. It's like, look, I'm not a rapist all the time. I sleep sometimes. 
I have to eat. And I don't like getting judged. I have to walk the dog. <laughs> Other stuff I have to do. I mean, there's a refractory period. <laughs> Doing good. And that which makes it so bad. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's rewind a little. Because he, he, he sort of does that. He does the sad clown like, I'm the saddest clown in the world. <laughs> Give me a second. This is amazing. He's got this the amazing. big set. This is amazing. And they're like, you know, if you just turn against Trump, things will be better. But he was doing good. And that what makes it so bad. <laughs> That's what, That's makes, what it, makes it so makes bad. It so bad. Next, we're going to hear from our sadness correspondent, Eeyore. <laughs> He's going to tell us about the little black rain cloud. He's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I know it's fake, it's still good. Uh, that's what I tell my wife. <laughs> Look at his shitty face purse up like a puckered asshole. <laughs> oh, and that's what makes it so bad. <laughs> He'd have been a piece of crap from the beginning. It would be so bad. Wait, <laughs> Amazing. But we made so many sacrifices. Now <laughs> <laughs> he's crapping all over us. It makes me sick. Oh, see, now is he he's mad. Angry. No, he's he's shifted. Oh, gears. he just now got he's mad. angry. He now got he's, mad. He's, yeah. The well, roids kicked in. The Hulk was sad, and now the Hulk <laughs> is mad. Hulk's emotions make Hulk confused. <laughs> Hulk on a mul- emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it's over for Trump? I mean, what? What? Where wait, do we wait, go? It's over. over for Trump. What the fuck does that mean? Because He's Alex still Jones? in office. Is he going to have a grabber next week? Maybe. Uh, it's possible. Maybe. It's but po- it's not uh, over for hopeful. him. What does I, that mean? I love the idea. It's like, without Alex Jones' support, Trump is done for. Like Alex, Trump is like, oh my God, did I make him cry? I can't believe I made him cry. I feel so bad I made him cry. Oh. You know, if Trump called him next week, he'd be kissing his ass. He would be suck. Right? He, would, he would suck his dick yeah, on his show absolutely. right now. Absolutely, yeah. He'd lift up that belly. Just to and find rest it. it on his head. Just to find Just it. Just go ahead and put this up here. Just, <laughs> it's drooping down, Don't covering worry. his ears. I just, I got to put it's your like, belly on my head and like, push back. It's like an orca of earmuffs that he's got on. They're just pressing up. I got to purse my lips real oh, hard. <laughs> push back the man fupa. <laughs> from here. Yeah, he, he's not a Russian agent. Those God, those damn casinos and all of it. Of course, there's something. That they're still going to try no to one impeach can him run too. that and have it perfect. Stop the. <laughs> what, I love. I love it. This point, he's just about? like, all right, he's dirty. Yeah. Well, you know, I was hoping yeah. that nobody, nobody would care. Can, nobody but, can run that and have it just be perfect. Come now on. that he launched missiles at Syria, they're going to find out he's corrupt with the Russians. <laughs> what the fucking what? The nature I, of it. See, but here's the so thing. we let Mueller and these ass. Fuckers, what ass clowns find out ass the truth? Bags. Which ass, ass, was he, ass was men go with that? I don't know. Ass men, it's not a license plate. People, ass people, ass people, they're ass people. Let's let's do it one more time. And here's and so we do. let Mueller and these ass people <laughs> crawl ass up his people. rear end and do this. So I guess we, well, I guess if you're an ass person, where else would you go? You gotta crawl up somebody's rear end. I feel like if you're an ass person who yeah. crawls up people's rear end, you're just a proctologist. Yeah. <laughs> 
You don't like it would be a really weird ass business. People card. go in, but they don't check out. Yeah, uh, go ahead and call the uh, the ass people yeah. about that. That's gonna Megan get Megan Polyps. Can you call the ass people? This hemorrhoid is gonna. It's I call the ass people. Honey, get the ass people on the phone. The ones that crawl up your ass. <laughs> Let this happen. We let them do this. The Republicans let them do this. You know, I'm not defending Trump, but you know what? We let this happen, Owen. No, the the American people let this happen when they let Mueller run rogue for a year and a half. Run rogue? Wait, it's an investigation. He's looking. Look, the thing is, like, if he if he investigates and then he doesn't find anything, then he didn't find anything from the investigation. If you investigated me for Russian corruption, Cecil. Yeah. You could look at everything I've ever written ever in all the history of time. You would find no Russian corruption. Without answering to anybody with the full force and will of the government behind him. For anybody no reason. that doesn't. Well, that's because he works for the government. It's Mueller. That's why, like, of course, he has the fuel, the full force of the government behind him. Fuck the government is Republicans. And it, and it, Did we miss that I part? Know, I Did, well, I know we got to say it out loud. The government is a bunch of Republicans. You're like, oh, the Republicans are really under attack by themselves. Fuck. Wait, what? It's like it's like jerking off and calling it rape. Yeah. You know? Like you don't get to do like oh, I didn't consent. What the fuck? Oh, I gotta I fucking me too yeah. myself. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The World War Three is a goddamn Russian. I'm not a freaking Russian, man. I want freedom. But, but now he's gonna paint his face blue and get his guts put freedom. <laughs> They're not gonna stop coming after Trump. So, so even though he, well, no, they will. They'll stop yeah, no, once they'll they stop. find things, and yeah. then they arrest him yeah. for, or he dies. Right, which Look, is well, soon. There's, there's only. Yeah, a I don't want to kill of, him. I don't want to kill. Right. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying kill him. I'm saying he's gonna kill himself by eating cheeseburgers. That is the American That's the way, way. He dies. My That's the way he dies. Yeah, on his grave, it'll just say, "I had it my way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his headstone just has his cheeseburger order. <laughs> It just says yes. <laughs> you can nuke over. Russia. They're not going to stop. Yeah. So, so it's there's, there's no never winning. enough unless we put dirt back Hillary in and worship that ugly goddamn piece of. <laughs> well, you don't want to swear. You don't want to swear. Himself. That's he wait, caught well, himself. Well, why there? I, I, you know that, that's the part. That's the part. Because that Tom, there's me. a red line. <laughs> what are you, what are you just I'm going to call her an ugly goddamn piece of. But hold on, hold I don't want to be. I don't want to be rude. That's a lady, yeah. and I don't want. I have to treat. <laughs> don't you cannot disparage oh, that cunt in front oh, of me. That's what you can't. <laughs> for a second. Alex Jones stares into your soul at 2.30 of this video. It's Can amazing. I ask the obvious question? Why does Alex Jones have a vampire on the next to him? <laughs> like his correspondent. <laughs> is he sparkling? It is. Isn't that he? guy has never even, he's that never seen is, a window. That guy is team Edward. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anyone so pale and I'm this pale. <laughs> he's just Nothing's happening. This is not paused audio. <laughs> they both just were like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs>
So we're joined by a portion of the Waiting for Wrath podcast right now. Not the entire crew. It's not like the entire Thrill Kill Cult 47 of them. <laughs> just, just the handsome ones. It's just, just the handsome ones are joining us today. Oh, they're not on video. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a set of very clever filters. Um. <laughs> I think we need more filters. Just like you get that Snapchat one where it's like, you know, like two faces blended in together oh, no. with the dog nose <laughs> there we and go. the puppy and then, ears. Yeah, the puppy yeah. ears. Yeah. And then blur that. <laughs> uh, you, you, use the old drag queen trick with uh, Vaseline over the camera lens. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the drag queen trick. I actually just carry Vaseline and smear it on people's eyes yeah. before yeah. I expect them to see me. That's a good policy. They're like, oh, it's nice. Oh, God, what are you doing? I look better this way. They're actually like, no, thank you so much. So like, please pack as much as you can on my eyes. I think about it as makeup yeah. for other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like here, I'll look better if you wear this. Well, that's what we always tell people uh, at Drag Queen Bingo is the more you drink, the better we look. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Drag Queen Bingo, one of the reasons why we wanted you on the show was to talk about this charity. What? Yes, and thank you very much for having us. It's very timely. It's lovely. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, Drag Queen Bingo coming up here uh, April 28th, uh, and we we raise money for Wyoming AIDS assistance. Uh, everything that we raise stays here in the state of Wyoming and goes to people living with HIV or AIDS. We pay for all of the um, little things that insurance and other assistance programs don't cover. So, you know... Like deductibles? Yeah. <laughs> At times, yeah. Uh, co Copays, rent, um, electric bills. Oh, wow. Um, You're right. Oh, my God. I'm, I feel so sad that I'm right about that. That joke shouldn't be possible. America is broken. In oh, so many ways. Uh, I thought I was winning. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> man. I moved my happy ass back to Canada. Um. Jesus, man. That's, hold on a minute. That's, that's kind of amazing because, you know, we... Filling in the gaps when people get sick um, is just, I mean, it is incredibly important. It's something people don't think about. They, we, we think about, I think, you know, we think about like, oh, I've got insurance. I'm okay. And it's like, yeah, you got insurance. You're, you're maybe not a hundred percent fucked. But there are so many gaps that still need to be filled if somebody gets really sick. You know, like you said, like it's the rent, it, it's childcare. Like think about all the expenses that are associated with just being, I don't know, think about it. You guys fucking do it, but I think it's amazing work because yeah. those gaps are the difference between fucking poverty and, you know, being able to focus on getting well without, you know, the added stress of financial destruction. And how many people are wind up with, uh, because of this wind up, even with insurance, wind up medically bankrupt. Oh, like, yeah. That happens all it the happens time. happens constantly. Most yeah. of constantly. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, most, no. most of them don't have a whole lot of spending money period. Uh, yeah. Even, even if you've got access to insurance and, and, uh, Funds like Ryan White funds and things like that from from a state program. Yeah, it's um, healthcare in Wyoming is particularly rough because we often you'll have to Wyoming. drive. Well, yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's only so much that burning sage can do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> gotta go see a horse doctor. <laughs> I ain't never worked on no person before. Oh my god, the veterinarian's busy. What do we do? This one's got two legs. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Which one's his hoof? <laughs> Is he birthing a foal? That's not. That's, if he no, said that's, he, that's not. 
Fuck. <laughs> That's a whole I different set of disorders. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, we live in the middle of goddamn nowhere. So uh, yeah. if you have to get dental care, it can mean driving for an hour and a half, like oh on gosh. the interstate, an hour and a half. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get hella lifted to get a cavity filled. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, but Are you hey, kidding me? The, the benefits of being on the interstate here in Wyoming is they let us go eighty in most places because there's oh. uh, there's nothing from here, you know, for at least twenty five fucking miles. So we pro just tip, go. Pro tip: you could go one hundred and sixty. There's no one there. <laughs> it's like they let us. There's no they, guys. You're they. We, we've only got like sixty uh, highway patrol officers for the entire oh, state. Awesome. So you just have to dodge them. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Wait a minute. There's sixty for the. If I was, I would just be jerking off the whole time yeah. if I was one of them. Like whatever, no yeah. one's paying attention. I'm gonna That's... sit. I'm gonna fucking jerk off for eight hours and go home. Is that not why you have an automatic transmission? <laughs> I... Hashtag winning. That's why I have cruise control. <laughs> oh, Look, they said I could drive stick. It was not the thing that they said it was. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, the other's a penis. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, my favorite. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so one of the things we can cover is all of that gas because god damn with the driving wow. wow it occurred to me that i should probably have to specify on the highway because when you guys drive for an hour and a half you get like three blocks down the road <laughs> three but, <laughs> that's that's generous <laughs> well i mean i just assume part live, of it's on the sidewalk but <laughs> for example i live 16 blocks from our studio in downtown and i sometimes can get here in 45 or 50 minutes <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a five minute commute from my office. <laughs> I, I, I live on I the some... other side of town from work and it's about five miles for me to drive into work. Um, I, I, I get grumbly when I have a uh, rush hour and it takes me a whole 10 minutes to get to work. It pisses me <laughs> I off. Fucking when you kill get these people stuck behind a buggy, man, that shit takes forever. Uh, I, yeah. I seriously like, if I have a morning meeting in the city, I live there about 35 miles out of the city center. If I have a meeting in the, in the city in the morning, I'll stay overnight the night before mm. because that 35 mile drive can easily take three hours. That's Fuck. not that it can easily take three hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, huh. so you get, yeah. you're right. You're right. But you would spend, I think more gas here. If you had to go 90 miles, <laughs> 90 miles out here. I, you never arrive. I don't think anyone's yeah. ever driven Nobody's 90 ever miles. 90 miles from Chicago. No, it's, you can't do it. It's like a black hole. <laughs> you just keep getting, you, every time I leave, they suck me back. It's like 89 miles, just loop back to mile exactly. one. Like, fuck! <laughs> it's happened again. Oh, it's getting, that's that's it's getting again. way too close to Iowa, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's what oh. you, you plan to just have your kids arrive in your stead. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Now I want to ask um is it, you know years ago AIDS treatments they were pretty extensive they've they've cut down a lot on that haven't they there's been they've been I think there's been a lot of progress in that we've we've been very lucky that that uh, this is something that research money has continued to go to and so the medications are better the treatments are better we know so much more about how the virus works um we now have preventive treatments like prep uh that you can take that will help uh, avoid uh, transmission. We know more that, uh, you Wait, know, I can't, can I interrupt? Cause I don't know. Yeah. What, I've never heard of that. So what is that? Prep is pre-exposure, uh, prophylaxis. Uh, and doesn't that sound much fancier than it really is? Um, what prep is, is it's 
some of the same drugs that you take once you have, they're antiretrovirals. So okay. it's some of the same drugs that you take if you're HIV positive. And we've learned that if you take them before being exposed to the virus, uh, that it can actually be up to uh, 99% effective in preventing transmission. Okay, uh, I have a really dumb follow-up question. I know this is a dumb follow-up question, but like, why wouldn't we all just take that then? America. Uh, is that my, the reason? Well, I mean... Ca- kind you, of. Drug I, like, companies? I know there are a lot of side effects, I guess. Like as, as I mean, because if it's 99% effective, my math says that's very effective. Yeah. And then right? nobody would get HIV anymore, and then we'd be done with that now. Right? The, you would think that it would be that simple. Unfortunately, getting the money from government programs to cover that for everybody. Insurance uh, covers it in some places. There's a whole lot of... Um, social reasons and stigma associated with it. People think that if you're on prep, uh, that you're irresponsible, that you just want to uh, yeah, have yeah. all the sex with none of the responsibility. Well, yeah, you're a but whore, hold on a minute. Like, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, 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 I'm not joking around, but I'm also not. Like, if we could all have sex without responsibility, if, if I could take a pill called I can fuck without responsibility, I would always take that pill. There's never going to be, like, we should make that pill. We should be, if that's five pills, we should make that fucking five pills, whatever. Because like, we don't handle the responsibility of sex socially very well. Yeah. Like people yeah. are getting pregnant that don't want to get pregnant. Yeah. People are getting diseases. I don't think anyone wants diseases. Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> argument. Wait for it. That's I've for never sure. understood that argument. Like, well, you got to bear the responsibility. Well, yeah, until science tells me I don't have to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the responsibility around sex is not a moral good. It's just a pain in the ass that we can fix with technology. Yeah, also you right? can fix that pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> with a little prep, you shouldn't have one. <laughs> if you're doing it right. Uh, one, of the, well, one of the problems is that it isn't like the HPV vaccine or something like that, which still doesn't fucking get applied. Um, it's, a, it's a daily pill, um, basically forever. It's, it's like birth control, um, which I guess we also have plenty of people doing every shit. I shot myself yeah. in the foot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Like, <laughs> that, okay. That is, that is part of the problem is that there, there are some, you know, for, for some folks, it's hard to comply with a regimen like that. And, and this drug uh, actually has more of, a, of what they call forgiveness than some others. They, they, they kind of estimate uh, that if you were to take it at least four times a week, uh, that, you'd, that you'd still get the benefit and you'd still be pretty well protected. The for insurance and liability purposes, they still say you got to take it seven days a week. This should um, be in Pez dispensers. <laughs> yes, it does not. And this this is an important distinction. It does not protect you from other sexually transmitted infections. Well, we uh, need this like for babies. the other ones, though. Like, right? just wake up Pez. every morning and eat some fucking don't give me diseases. That would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't would, eat that? What, that I would, would be true. I would, I would eat a big bowl of breakfast for breakfast every morning. Uh, <laughs> followed, you know, we, we drag queens off and talk about, oh, just go eat a bowl of dicks. Just have that for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> some some rice dickios or what, you know, whatever. Bring it on. Dickios. <laughs> snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> that snack, uh, snap, crackle, cock is, is the way that works. I, I got to ask, is there still... Because I think there probably is still a stigma attached to AIDS that it still is a gay disease. Yep. It's it, it, I know that I know that when I hear you know the religious talk about it on our show, we hear it constantly as like if it's a it, it as if it's 
you know, it's only afflicting gay people or it's a sort of a gay plague. Whereas, you know, you get it from, you can get it from a heterosexual sex. You get it from intravenous drugs and things like that. So that, get it because mom had sex yeah, and they born. Yeah. You, yeah, you know? yeah. So there's a lot of ways. To, but is it still, is it, is there still that stigma? Uh, there is still a lot of stigma, not just about it being a gay disease, but just a lot of stigma in general. Uh, you know, people are, are considered dirty and, and less than human are the way they're treated sometimes. Uh, you know, in a lot of places, it's still legal to fire someone. Um, AIDS is something that's uh, covered under the ADA so that once you have HIV or AIDS, um, you know, you should have some legal protection. But that means you have the resources to fight that. You can go get an attorney or uh, that you have the time or energy to deal with that rather than going and finding a job so that you can pay for your rent and your medication and your insurance, uh, but, which doesn't cover yeah. nearly enough. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it. There's a lot of it that becomes a vicious cycle and even just, just, just people, um, you know, we've had folks who have, have been run out of town essentially because, um, you know, we, I, it's I, the I know past one in Wyoming <laughs> and they still run people out of town. <laughs> welcome to, welcome to Wyoming. Don't forget to set your clock back 25 <laughs> <Yes>. years. <laughs> So how much how much money do you normally raise with this? What's what's your, what's been your goals in the past? Well, last year we raised uh, twenty two thousand uh, wow. dollars at Drag Queen Bingo in one night. Um, over s- since we began, uh, we've raised over two hundred thousand uh, dollars with Wyoming AIDS Walk and Drag Queen Bingo. Um, since two thousand and one, we raised over two hundred thousand dollars, and we're really proud of that because that's awesome. Uh, we're doing that, you know, one day a year is is kind of that's how we're amazing. raising a lot of that. Uh, wow. we're, it, it's all volunteer. We try to get as much of the cost covered as we can. Uh, we've been getting state grants the last couple of years again to help offset the cost. So almost every single penny that we raise through uh, through bingo goes di- to direct client assistance. It's it's not there's no administrative overhead. Uh, our staff doesn't, you know, get paid. I. I pay to be a drag queen. Oh, do I pay? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've pre-shaved already. You know, it's, it's a week out. I have I have stubble in places nobody should have stubble. Caliente. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta ask uh, if we're gonna if if somebody's gonna donate for, like listening to our show, could they would they be able to do that like online? Is there a way to donate? We would love yeah. that. And in fact, I'm sitting with the most fabulous webmaster we've ever had and the only one. Um, Aaron volunteers and donates all of his web services for us. Uh, we've got a wonderful website at yoaids.org. Uh, there you can make direct donations uh, as little as $5. It can be a one-time donation, a recurring donation uh, every month or so if you want. That's fantastic. We've got a shop with some merchandise with our little cartoon drag queens and our logos and things where you can get, you know, my cartoon drag queen face on a coffee mug because everybody needs that shit at seven o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is awesome. uh, It's great. You can donate um, any amount really. um, And that is at wyoaids.org. It's super fun. And we're hoping to kind of raise some reoccurring funds so that our whole program doesn't hinge on one event. So, we're, well, Tom and I are going to donate five hundred dollars to this cause tonight. So we're going to put in five hundred dollars to kick it off for you guys. Oh, Hopefully, you're make me cry. The listeners can uh, can follow up. Uh, this is a great cause. We we hope you guys uh, you we you exceed your goal from last year. 
and uh, and and hit your twenty five thousand mark this year. That uh, that is the goal this year, indeed. So thank you so, so much. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it sounds like an amazing it, cause. It, it I mean, really it just, this is work that needs to be done. Yeah, and and uh, and after it's all over, send us a message and let us know how you did. We, yeah, we will. I don't know what you were talking about, Aaron. They're only half assholes. <laughs> <laughs> right under the bus. See, so that's me. They shouldn't talk about you like that. <laughs> he just said he was going to get $500. Uh, <laughs> you guys are breaking up. I'm sorry. We got <laughs> Cecil asked. He said, can we give him $500? I said, we can give him $5. That sounds yeah. fine. I didn't <laughs> hear the 100 part. <laughs> Crowd control to Major Tom. Well, once you do that, Damn you know, real world to Wyoming currency conversion, all bets are off. <laughs> Gentlemen, if people were going to find your podcast, where would they look? You would look at waitingforwrath.com um, or just, you know, Google Waiting for Wrath and any of the pod services. You'll find us making terrible jokes and drinking too much. That sounds harsh. That's that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're clever like that. That's all we're paying this $500. <laughs> Gentlemen, thanks so much for hey joining guys, us. And good luck so with this charity. This is thank great, you this is so much. Work. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. So we would normally end with Tom and I maybe do an email or something, but we wound up uh, recording two shows in a row because Tom, uh, when this releases, uh, wide release, Tom will have been married for three days. Tom get, Tom's getting married uh, this weekend. So we wound up uh, recording two shows in a row. We're really excited about next week. Next week, we have No Illusions in studio the entire episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun to record. We had a great time. That's going to release next Monday. But for this week, we forgot to record sort of the end segment where we wrap up the show uh, because we were trying to record two shows at the same time and Noah was in studio and we wanted to go out and have a drink afterwards. So there was all kinds of, you know, rushing to try to make sure we had everything ready and we actually didn't have everything ready. So that's why I'm recording this solo right now on a totally different microphone. Uh, so we want to thank the guys from Waiting for Wrath, Jim and Aaron, for joining us. Uh, you can donate to that charity at wyoaids.org. We hope everybody can uh, give a little to help out uh, this charity. Uh, we, we really feel like it's a really good cause. Check out Waiting for Wrath podcast. You can go to waitingforwrath.com. It's the number four. So waitingforwrath.com. I want to thank Jim and Aaron for joining us. They were a lot of fun to talk to. Really funny guys. And their podcast is really great. Um, so uh, next week, uh, like I said, we're going to have Noah on. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out next week. Um, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.
The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.